Shkalem Per Gimel Mishnah Dalad 3-4. We just got finished saying how although everyone who contributes and will contribute is included equally in the Machsa Shekel, but there's certainly some sort of um, emotional benefit that one gets, psychological benefit one gets to know that his coin was included. And that's especially important when you're dealing with a whole nation of people who probably are fairly um, distant from their coins in the process of what's going on in the base of English. We want them to feel involved. We want them to feel it's really them and for them and from them. And that's a little tricky. Um, certainly no different than the way I'm sure if you see them building a new road or making a new park and you're very happy with the park, you say, oh, look, they, the municipality, the government is making a new park. That's very nice. But the government doesn't have money all of its own. The municipality's money comes from you, the taxpayer. It's you building it with your money and the people around you. Uh, but we don't feel that way because the government sort of seems like a separate entity. And we don't, Chazal wanted to somehow, to the best of their ability anyways, uh, make sure that everyone felt they were a part of it. Certainly that's a tricky business if you're talking about people who live very far afield, living you know, in Chutzlar, it's far away. So we're going to make part of the ceremony, the taking of the, the three different takings of the coins, done in such a way that people, to the extent that we can, um, feel that this is sort of this is dedicated to them and they're a part of it. So the Mishnah says, Taram Esarishona, when they, after taking the first of the three takings, now we're talking about the last day of Adar, before the first of Nisan, the first time, after they took it, Umachape Bikatavlaot, they would cover the remaining coins. There are many coins in this chamber, you know, hundreds of thousands of coins, presumably, maybe even millions of coins. Um, so they had to, they're not going to use them all, so they covered the ones they hadn't used with like a leather cover or leather covers because there were so many you need multiple Shnia, same goes when they did the second taking a couple months later again they would um, after they took they would continue to collect coins that were coming from further and further away and after they took from the second sample again they would again cover it with the leather covers um, sort of separating the first batch after they were tied and they are sort of put away and the second batch again after they were tied taking their sample they are also covered up and then Shlishis, again, the third coins that came in last would be piled the top, the second leather cover, and then 15 days before uh, Sukkot, in the last day of El, when they took the final one, Lohe um, Mechape, after that they didn't cover it another time, no need to because they've done all the taking they're going to take from this that year's collection of Machsa Shekels. Now the next words of the Mishnah you may misunderstand, so make a little note to yourself. The next words say, Shema Yishkach v'yitro min hadavar hatarum. Perhaps they could mis- forget and take from something which, which is already taken from. Now, this is a throwback to what happened in the beginning of the Mishnah, meaning it's not answering the question, why don't they cover it a third time? It's answering the question, why do cover it the first and second time? And the answer is they do cover it the first and second time, so that after you've taken some sample from the coins that were aggregated in time for the first taking, they cover that with a whole layer of leather so that none of those coins are included in subsequent collections. And that way, people whose coins are coming later on from further away, they, so to speak, also have an equal chance of getting their coins collected um, when the second and then the third taking is done. That's how the bartender learns. Now, Tara Rishona, when they took the first sample of coins, L'Shem Eretz Yisrael, they dedicated it to the people of Eretz Yisrael because there were people in Eretz Yisrael, they were close by, their coins started to being collected, as you recall, from the beginning of the Sechta, from the beginning of other, they had a whole month. By the end of other, they take the first truma, ever from Eretz Yisrael, more or less, their coins have arrived. But 
after that it was covered, and now the second taking, which is going to happen 15 days before Shavuos, that taking will be dedicated, Ushnia Lashum Krachem Humukafinla. That'll be dedicated to the people who live a little further away in cities outside of Eretz Israel, but not too far. They're Mukaf, which means Samuch, they're, they're uh, nearby, nearby cities. So we're talking about, you know, people who live, let's say, in what's modern day Jordan, and so on. So they're outside of Eretz Israel, but they're not too far away. Um, and then Ushlishis, the third taking, the one done right before, like with the last day of Elul there, Lushum Bavel, Lushum Madai, Lushum Medinos Harachokos. That was for people, people dedicated to those people who lived very far afield, and their coins took a long time to get to the base of Mikdash. The people who lived in Bavel, which is Babylonia, modern-day Iraq. Lushum Madai, the Median people, that's modern-day Iran. Lushum Medinos Harachokos, and other countries that are, you know, at a great distance. Therefore, the coins took a long time to get there. That's the Mishnah, that's the Din. I just want to make sure it's perfectly clear that I'm restating what I said before, that every time anyone who's contributed or will contribute to the Maksa Shekel, he is included legally um, with the coins that are taken. He has an equal portion with everybody else, whether or not his coin is included in the actual literal, actual purchase. He's equal to everybody else in terms of his stake in the actual Karbanos that are offered. So that means that the purpose of this Mishnah is ceremonial, and I'll call it like psychological, so people can feel invested and involved, and uh, they're thought of, and when they did the, the taking of each side, they said, hey, all you Jews far afield out there living in, you know, in Jordan and in Babylonia, this one's for you.